Which Tampa Bay running back should you be buying in Dynasty right now? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. We are continuing on with our team by team sells buys. Um, we gave Matt and Ryan the week off this week. So you're going to get four straight doses of Marcus and I, and we're going to be breaking down the NFC South. So don't forget, like, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, checking us out over on the YouTubes. Uh, just make sure that you're not missing out on all this quality content because we're going to help you build the ultimate dynasty championship. Marcus, are you excited to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today? I am. This is one of the more fun teams in the league. A lot of different players to talk about. We've got your superstars, obviously, but then there's some some key guys down on the depth chart that I want to get into. So, Kate, why don't you start us off? Who is your dynasty buy for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? All right, uh, I'm I'm gonna go classic here, Marcus. But I'm gonna say by old man Mike Evans, yeah. who I think yeah. is just without a doubt the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Period, Marcus. I was looking at Dynasty startup ADP over on Dynasty League Football in the most recent batch for the month of June. Mike Evans has been drafted as the on average wide receiver twenty two. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver 22, that's uh, behind Terry McLaurin, who was just two years younger than Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, who, again, is just two years younger than Mike Evans, which is really crazy. And he's coming off a torn ACL. Um, Tyreek Hill, at 28 years old as well, being drafted as the wide receiver 12. So what is with the Mike Evans disrespect, Marcus? It doesn't make sense to me. Um, in the last five years, he has never finished below wide receiver 17, two top 10 performances in this time. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't, uh, what, uh, what, 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 uh, when's the last time Kate Mike Evans has had a, uh, a season under a thousand yards in the NFL. Literally never, literally never. When's the last time he did it in college? Literally never. Uh, that- it, it, it going back to high school. Never. In his professional and college and high school career, he's never had a season of under a thousand yards. Now, I, I think insane. that it is insane. I mean, he is just the model of consistency, right? I think there's some concern about last year. It was only a thousand forty-five yards. The year before Jump that, change. it was only a thousand and six yards. But he does. He scored twenty-seven touchdowns in the last two seasons with Tom Brady. We know Chris Godwin's injury problems coming up, right? There's a really good chance he misses four to six games with his knee injury. They lost Antonio Brown. Leonard Fournette's getting older. And the rest of the receivers are just kind of fill-in guys and replaceable guys on the roster. I, I, I almost don't see a way. What would have to happen for Mike Evans outside of an injury for him to not finish as a top 20 receiver this year? I I don't think there's anything he could do again Marcus not there's not been a single season in the last five years where he's finished below wide receiver 17 exactly I I, like there is no universe where that happens and 
if I'm being honest, I think the the like we could up the ante here and say mm -hmm. what has to happen for him to finish as uh, below a, a white top ten wide receiver, and I. I don't know. I really can't fathom a world where that happens in 2022. Uh, Ultimate would now. Yeah, I want to point out Chris Goblin last year, 127 targets. Rob Gronkowski, 89 targets. Antonio Brown, 62 targets in seven games last year. I mean, Gronk and Brown are gone. Goblin is injured. Mike Evans, 114 targets last year. Kate, if he stays relatively healthy, let's say he plays 16 games, I almost don't see a scenario which he doesn't get 130 targets just out of necessity. Yeah, I think that he's going to be force fed targets. And Marcus, like we talk about health. I mean, there's only been one season where he hasn't played at least 15 games in his career, which yeah. is insane. That was back in 2019. He is just the model of consistency. Uh, you know, you want to talk about like your boom games. He's got those. Of mm -hmm. course, he does have the plenty of those, uh, you know, down weeks, but it's very hard to beat that kind of upside and that kind of consistency. I talked about some of the players who were like similarly aged drafted right around him. Um, I, I just think Mike Evans, uh, he's literally just the safest wide receiver in the NFL. And he's in for what I think is probably going to be a career year for him. Yes, There's only been uh, six players all time to have eight straight seasons of 1000 receiving yards and Marcus Mike Evans is one of them. And every single other person, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Chris Carter, Marvin Harrison, Terry Holt, Tory Holt, uh, every single one of them is in the hall of fame. So like Mike Evans is elite. Um, yep. it, you know, I don't care that he's 28 years old. He'll be 29 to start the season. Don't care. Don't. Uh, if you're drafting Tyreek Hill, as the wide receiver 12, you better come back around next round and pick up Mike Evans because you're not, you're not getting anything different. I mean, it, you know, he's, he's older, but we know that wide receivers can continue to play at a high level well into their career. I, I think Mike Evans has at least four years left in the tank here for me. Um, give me all of the Mike Evans. Whew. Yeah. And I, I don't understand why Chris Godwin is being drafted I mean, significantly higher than him. So, uh, Chris Godwin has really struggled to stay healthy throughout his career. He's never had a double-digit touchdown season. His yards per reception have dropped in three straight years. His yards per target have dropped in three straight years. He's coming off a major, major injury. I, I, I Listen, I like Chris Godwin. I think he's a really talented player. But Mike Evans is better. He's just a better player. And he's proven to be better. And I think on this offense, which led the NFL FL in passing attempts last year that lost two, you know, I mean, all pro caliber players in Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. Plus you've got Godwin coming off the injury. And then we know Fournette's, you know, durability concerns. We know Ronald Jones can't catch a cold. This is a perfect <laughs> opportunity for Mike Evans to just go nuclear this year. And I'm so excited to watch it. It's going to be so fun. I mean, like, honestly, you fools drafting Terry McLaurin ahead of Mike Evans. Yes, we need yes. to have a talk. We need to have a talk. This is shenanigans. I mean, Mike Evans, like I said, there's plenty of games where um, you will not see that upside. But, I mean, just it, the ultimate, ultimate dynasty buy because you really don't have to pay up. Yes. Um, and you're getting a true wide receiver one there.
Let, let's go through a couple of receivers really quick before we move on. Uh, that I, I want to know who you'd rather have, Deontay Johnson or Mike Evans? I'll take Deontay Johnson, but as a huge Deontay Johnson fan. Yeah, I would take Mike Evans. Chris Goblin. Mike Evans. I would take Mike Evans. Terry McLaurin. Mike Evans. Yeah, Drake London. Ooh, you got me. I'll take Drake. I'll take take Drake London. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Mike Evans. I don't know why I paused. It's Mike Evans. So Mike (laughs) Evans, we believe he should be ranked somewhere around wide receiver 15, wide receiver 16, and he's going much, much later than that. So go out and trade for Mike Evans. Right what now. would you be willing to give up for Mike Evans right now? Oh, I mean, like I would do Deontay Johnson for Evans in a heartbeat, just straight up. Um, Traylon Burks for Mike Evans, straight up. Yes, I would take Mike Evans. Um, how about rookie picks? Uh, what are you thinking for rookie picks? Would you give up? Uh, I would say anything first after round pick for Mike. Ev- I would say anything after one hundred and four. I would give up. Okay. Um, there is Rashad Bateman, which this that. This is probably the priciest trade I was able to find on uh, Dynasty League Football. Rashad Bateman and a first for Mike Evans. Let's say that's, this team that, receiving Mike Evans. Question. Let's say the team receiving Mike Evans is in win now mode. That's a little expensive because I think, I mean, we talked about Bateman on the show. I think Bateman's going to have a huge year. So that's, it's a little rich for me. Okay. I think that's fair. All right, let's talk to you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs in sports info. Find all of the latest sports development, league reviews, and news, including Wimbledon, which is going on right now, Major League Baseball, and of course, NFL Futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Kate, who is your dynasty sell? Considering that we both agreed on our dynasty buy, I want to know your dynasty sell. I'm going to roll with Leonard Fournette. Uh, like run it back here because I I mm. think um the, I think we're in a very interesting uh, position for Leonard Fournette in his career. Um, but we know that Leonard Fournette is getting older. That is not a secret, but we also know that he just had one of the best fantasy performances, uh, that we could have ever asked. And he's incredibly underrated, uh, just in in general, I think he's going to be huge value in redraft leagues again, just because of some of those concerns about the age, but he is 27 years old. Um, you know, some running backs in a similar range right now, like Aaron Jones only being drafted uh, four spots ahead of AJ Dillon. And I do think, or sorry, Leonard Fournette, uh, AJ Dillon's going in a similar, similar range. You have Clyde Edwards, Alaire being drafted behind him. Like people are actually drafting Leonard Fournette here at age 27, where we know that his longevity with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, it will come to a halt. What What is the realistic um, picture beyond this year? Because like Mike Evans, he's older, yes, but I think we've seen Mike Evans withstand so many different situations within his career where he's still produced. Um, uh, Leonard Fournette, what is a realistic projection for his uh, the trajectory of his career following this year? Because I, I think he's a perfect win-now candidate, but 
I also don't think that beyond this year, you're ever going to be able to get that kind of return for him because he's just an underrated player in general. So I want to get what I can right now. All right. So this is one where we're going to disagree a little bit. This is, this is a lot of fun because Fournette was actually somebody that I'm, I'm I've been buying in all of my dynasty leagues for several different reasons. Um, First of all, I'm not even going to include the playoff stats in here, which are cursed. Like his playoff numbers are so good. But since he became the full time starter at the end of the 2020 season, okay, he's averaging 53 rushing yards per game and 30 receiving yards. So basically 83 yards per game. He's averaging four and a half receptions per game. And he scored 13 touchdowns in his last 17 games. Like those are low-end RB1, high-end RB2 numbers that I think could even go up this year because there's going to be no Gronk, because there's no Antonio Brown, because Chris Godwin's injured, and there's just not really anybody else on the roster that really threatens him. I also think it's important to, to think about the contract with him, too. The, the, the Bucks gave him a pretty decent deal this offseason. They signed him uh, for a three-year deal worth about $30 million, which means... He's getting paid. I mean, that's 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 big time money for for a running back. There's absolutely no way that the Bucks can get out of his contract until after the 2023 season, and I don't think they want to either because I think Tom Brady trusts him. I think that he's a really good player on third downs. He can block a little bit. I'm buying Leonard Fournette because I think his value is just at a point where, hey, if I don't have to give up top 25 prices to get a potential RB one. I'm doing that all day. The question for me does not come this season. It comes after the season. Um, but I mean, even looking at his contract, Marcus, he has $5 million in dead cap next year. If, if you don't want to uh, pay that to him, he's got, um, a, they could save a couple million dollars uh, if they were to move on. It just I doesn't seem likely. It seems, I don't, it, seems it doesn't like seem likely, right? but it doesn't seem, impo- I don't think it's nearly impossible. It's not I like Ezekiel Elliott's contract with the Cowboys, right? Where they yeah, just can't not, get out of it. Yeah. You're not handicapped by this contract. Like there are, uh, th- there's definitely ways that you can uh, manipulate that contract situation. Uh, like what about Rashad white? I, that was the player that I really thought that you were going to be talking about no. here. No, <laughs> no, I just think Fournette's a much better player and he's not as old as we think he turned 27 in January. I mean, I, I, I just see him being a very productive player at age 27 and age 28 for Tampa Bay. And that's really like when I view dynasty, like dynasty running backs, I'm looking at a two year window. Can you be productive in two years? Because I have no idea what 2024 is going to look like again, you can get him so cheap right now. Kate. See, I, I look at uh, the future of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I do think that Rashad white, um, you know, obviously depending on how things go in, you know, their training camps, their off season programs, Rashad white was one of my favorite, like receiving running backs in this year's draft. Um, I think he's got very capable hands. I think, uh, better hands than Leonard Fournette, I'll say, um, ranked third in yards per route run, uh, in this past season. I think that Rashad white could push for that third down role. And I do think that that would hurt Leonard Fournette a bit. But again, this for me comes down to question marks about just, you know, is this, you know, the mo the, the time where I'm going to get the most out of Leonard Fournette that I can, 
if you are in a win now mode, this is not the time to sell Leonard Fournette. You need to get that last season because I agree. The chances of him finishing as a top 10 or, you know, top 12 running back this year feels really good. It's just the question marks about what happens after that, that, um, you know, put the, the shimmy in my bones and, you know, as I, I will it, say one thing about Fournette that I really like is he's just very consistent week to week because of the passing game, right? He only had two games last year under 10.9 PPR points. Like every week you can basically lock in. He's getting somewhere between 13 and 17 points and that's fantastic. And then we know that he's got the chance for big games, right? His game against Philadelphia, his game against Colts, Colts last year, first game against Buffalo. Those are like, you know, weak winning performances by him. So if you got one, a guy that's consistent, but also has a really high upside, I just think Fournette's a, a really good buy right now. Leonard Fournette uh, has had seven games where he finished as an RB one over the last two seasons. That feels low. Uh, a little bit, but, but I mean, most of those weeks he's finishing as an RB two though, at least. And that's what I like about him is he's got the potential every once in a while to finish as an RB one but he's locked into being an RB2. And listen, if you have Jonathan Taylor, but you're looking for another really good RB2 to pair him with, I think Fournette's a great option that you can get pretty cheap. Yes, to be clear, in a win-now situation. But are you in agreement at least that you should look to move on from Leonard Fournette if you were in a rebuild? Yes. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. There we go. That's a- Just need to hear him right every now and yeah, then. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about our dynasty hold for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you have anybody in mind here, Kate? Yeah, I'm, I'm holding Chris Godwin, which we, we just talked about Chris Godwin, um, you know, the declining stats over the past couple of seasons, he's coming off an injury. Clearly that that really hasn't done much to his dynasty value though, because he's still being drafted again, ahead of Mike Evans, which is still mind boggling for me, but he's sitting at wide receiver 18 coming off the injury. I don't think, uh, you know, this season is going to be his season, even if he'll probably miss what we said, uh, like three or four games at least. And then he has to come back from that injury. Like we've seen time and time again, even with, you know, players returning in a timely fashion from a torn ACL, they're not always the same player. Um, You know, it'll take them time to trust that knee again. I don't think you're going to get great value from Chris Godwin. Now I don't think you're going to get great value from Chris Godwin after his return. Um, I'm just kind of in a holding pattern for him. Cause I do think there's plenty of upside there if he's healthy, but I, I just think you have to wait until he's actually healthy, see what he produces and then go from there. Yeah, I think you're right. I, this is one that's really tricky because he did lead this offense in targets last year. And we, we, we've we seen the ceiling in terms of what he can do. Now, if he can add some more touchdowns to, to his you know receiving totals, that'd be fantastic. But yeah, I, I don't think I'm looking to move on from him considering we know this is going to be a high-volume passing offense. He's getting passes from Tom Brady. Even if he only plays, let's say, 10 games this year, Kate, I mean, I think we can pencil him, pencil him in as a wide receiver too at worst, right? So that's why I want to see. He is fairly young. I think he's still 25 years old, 26 years old. Um, 26. He's got a three-year, $60 million deal. They're this invested in him, like, right? 
they're invested in him, but I don't think um, in terms of dynasty value, I don't think this is the right time to um, buy necessarily. I don't think it's the right time to sell. I just think, yeah, we if you're going to sell chill. him, you should wait. You should wait till he's at least back for like two or three weeks, right? Until he's yeah, back he's, on the field catching passes from Brady. He's closer to a buy right now than he is a sell, but I'm still not, still not there yet. Because again, it, once we see him back on the field, I, I, I'm almost guaranteed that his value is going to sneak up close to top twelve, just because he is young and he is on a good offense. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you need to wait, but I'm not necessarily buying him either. I want to see how he comes back from. The ACL MCL injury. It's that's a pretty serious injury. I know ACL so late are, last year. Yeah. And I know these have become more routine and we're just used to guys getting back on the field quicker, but each one is different. Like some players just aren't quite the same uh, coming off these big knee injuries. So I am in agreement with you. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Uh, you can download the Locked On Dynasty Podcast wherever you get podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. We will be back three more days this week. Matt and Ryan are on vacation, so if you're, if you're waiting for them, they will be back next week. Uh, again, follow the show at Locked On Dynasty on Twitter. You can follow Kate at FF Ball Blast, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we'll see you guys next time.